This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you. I am trying. It's the new year. Wow, January 27th. We're almost at the end. Almost four years. February is our four-year anniversary. I know, I know, I know. It was cra- it's crazy. I, but I also <gasps> can't believe that the January is almost done. Over? How fast was that? It was in a blink of an eye. Insane. I guess, like, we're, we're still under COVID lockdown, so, like, there's not much to be doing that changes our day-to-day. But, but we, we bore witness to, like, treasonous sedition and, like, <laughs> yes. live during a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and another impeachment. Oh, I mean, and like, the, and the ushering of a new presidency, president and vice president. I mean, and it all happened in the last month. Yeah, what the last, is time? Like, two fucking weeks. What is space? I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. Somebody help! I mean, like, we've I'm been truly, to- I'm descending into madness, Anji. I am in a. <laughs> And, and not just because of the world. Like, okay, so that um, Deadline article came out about Kim Spa. Right, About right. the show that I'm developing with ABC. Yes. And I have been nonstop writing this script, and I am going fucking nuts. I'm going blind. I need help. I mean, writing is actually... Somebody save me! Writing is actually horrible, and we've both made horrible decisions. Writing is bad and ugly, and yeah. don't ever do it. And I, I actually hate it. <laughs> like it's no, actually triggering. Yeah, like no one needs no one needs to write if you don't. I mean, I'll never forget one time my mom actually said that she's like, "Why do you want to be a writer? It's so hard. You got to yeah. think of stuff all the time." <laughs> and I, think I don't I, know why. I don't. I can't even tell you. No. I just there's no other choice I have but to write because. It's not like people are writing for me. This is true. You know, people ain't writing for you. No. Out here. You know, Aquafina snatched up the rolls. Honey, we got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Steven Young out here. Fucking taking all the nods, all the award nods. What's there left for me? I got to write my own goddamn TV show. Leave me something. They're all they're out here doing a good job, <laughs> acting well. What's, what's, yeah. this, is, this is embarrassing for us. <laughs> For us, <laughs> mostly us and our family. Yeah. This is not good for us. I'm trying to prove to them that this was worth doing, taking on this opportunity. <laughs> anyway, it's been fucking hard. I haven't seen the sun. It's been cloudy and rainy in LA, which is even like a double shock yeah. of like what? I was outside taking a walk the other day. I got hailed on. Hail. Hail like um like a Mary. What's what do you mean hail? No, like, what is that hail or sleet or whatever that falls from the sky? It's like rain slash snow, sludge. Sludge. Wait, it I was, got sludged it was, on. It was, it was, it was, it was wet hail. and it was icy. What? Icy, but like, kind of warm, like water. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't snow, snow. It was like heavy snow into rain. I don't know. It, it was apocalyptic. I had never seen that in the yeah. West Coast before. This shit is like, thank God Biden's fucking throwing us back into the Paris Climate Accord. Thank God. Which, by the way, the people who are on Twitter, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off Twitter. I can't do it. <laughs> but the people out here, stupid people who are like, oh, yeah, America first, not Paris first. And yes, it's, it's like, Ted Cruz thing. Yeah. you are so, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted like Titongsu, you know, like just smack him yes. in the back of the head real hard just once. Just so that they see stars and then like act straight. I don't want to beat them up or make them hurt. Just one big Titongsu slap across the back of the head. So like, they- what the fuck are you talking about, Paris? For This is not about Paris. You stupid bitch. Read something. Yeah. <laughs> This is not about, I mean, like, the thing about it is, like, that was truly, like, to, to me, that's the last gasp of the Trump administration. <laughs> it was just, like, the Trump administration just doing, coming up one more time for air, like, <gasps> like that. And, and yeah, we we're just yeah. like, no, no, yeah, we're making we sense now. We popped it right down. Yeah, we're making sense yes. now. And not in 2021. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Take that back. Yeah. That's 2020 talk. 2021, that's- we're not dealing with it. 
That's last year. That's fucking COVID talk. Right? Yeah. We're post-COVID. We're a post-COVID world. I mean... I, I'm loving these pictures of Biden at the Resolute Desk. Yes. Just signing away these exec orders, bitch. Just, no. Reversing all these Trump yes. nonsense. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, I know that's what we complained about Trump doing to Obama, but fuck you. Okay? <laughs> Obama was trying to give people health care and you try to reverse that. All right? We're reversing hateful fucking rhetoric and nonsense. And also, we're canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah. Remember when we first started doing this? Yes. The Keystone XL, that was like the big thing. Yeah. And I, there was one point, I remember 2017, I was like, do I need to sell everything and go out there? <laughs> and stand with these people? Peter, are you serious? You thought you would have to sell your For possessions? For a second, okay. I thought. Okay. I was like, okay, I just this need, is I my need calling. to be sure. Because I was like, maybe I haven't known who I've been talking to for four years. <laughs> Honestly, in 2017, I had zero possessions. That's true. No, you had, you know what I mean? I had, had a beautiful poncho. I had the book Truth and Comedy. Yeah. Oh, I had two beautiful ponchos. Yeah. <laughs> it was by Bogo. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Bogo oh. sale at the beautiful ponchos at R Us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I remember thinking I was just so mad that that was happening. And I was like, this can't be it. I got to go. And then I realized, oh, yeah, I got oh things I mean, to take care of. I, I was saying that if like Trump won again, because I've been I have in the last couple of days, because, you know, I'd um, been like thinking about what it would be like for us right now to be living through another year under Trump what it would look like in terms of vaccination efforts, no. like all that stuff. And I was just really Hell getting no. emotional. I'd be dead. I think I'd be already dead. I was like, I was planning on selling all my possessions and like literally I would have had to devote my life to Planned Parenthood and making sure that, I mean, that was my plan. I was like, oh, that means I have to <laughs> abandon this and I got to work with four fucking Planned Parenthood and write speeches for yeah. this bitch. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. that Asian lady because she got fired, but like whoever they took, I don't even know. But I was like, I guess that's going to be my fucking life now. And no, uh, and and several people were like, no one wants that, like in, like specifically Planned Parenthood does not want that. Planned Parenthood has specifically asked you to please not go away, to abandon your life, and come work for yeah. us. They said, don't put our name in your mouth. But I mean, like, just I think if the if I know, I know, I was thinking about that too. Like, what the fuck would have happened, Chincha? I would have went to Korea. I think I would. I think I would have put everything, and go to Korea, and be like, Tashi <laughs> Shikaja, don't go there. <laughs> Fucking brush up on my Korean and try to like make it into like underground comedy world there. You know, do what I did in Chicago, but like in Korean. That I think that's really what I would have done. I mean, yeah. Because I don't think I could have stayed here in L.A. Imagine trying to audition for things in L.A. For under the next another three Trump. years when no one. With, yeah. Yeah, because no it would have been this all with white supremacy storming the castles. <laughs> Yeah, no. because because at that point there would have been a sea change because enough people like the tipping point would have occurred where people are like, well, this is the guy now, and enough of the country wants this person, so we now have to have content and right. that reflects right. the values of a, oh of a population, right? That voted this oh man into God. office again, as opposed to now oh where it's God. continued to be a uh, like a resistance against it. Yeah, it right. was very scary to think about. I mean, I. I I, I, yeah. We won't engage in it. Thank, I, thank sorry. God. Hananim. Thank yeah. you, Hananim. I can't. I cannot. Trio. No. I, I can't even think about it. I don't want it even inside the subconscious. Yeah. I'm, we are I'm in sorry, a Biden sorry. administration. We love it. We're here for it. We praise him. Hallelujah. And the, the fact that I can sit here and complain about not seeing the sun and writing my own pilot of my TV show about yeah. my own autobiography. Yeah. Okay. This is a Biden this is a new one. <laughs> Biden problems. Yeah. Biden problems. <laughs> I mean, truly. Like, oh, that, that's what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, and kind of dovetailing to what you were talking about, like imagining the world hadn't changed. A sliding doors moment into fucking a, a decrepit world. I thought, okay, look at, I might not be, honestly doing that well but i'm doing better than other people yes you know i know especially in la it's so painfully obvious how many people are suffering yeah um and i'm talking about those people on instagram i'm no i'm just kidding it's the <laughs> it's the, 
homeless people. <clears throat> we the last count we have official count is sixty eight thousand unhoused individuals. Damn. In LA County, I'm not talking about California. I'm talking about LA County, and this is that's too much. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That just shouldn't be. And for me to sit here and complain with my crystals surrounding me and my three different tarot decks, like, <laughs> I, come on, that's, bitch, get your shit together. So I decided <laughs> to seek out some volunteer um, operations. Oh. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it's COVID, so there's not a lot I can do in person. Right. But there was this thing called uh, hygiene kits making, which is um, creating hygiene kits Filled with, you know, soap, disinfectant, body wash, blah, blah, blah. All the toiletries, toilet paper, whatever I love that. that people might need. Yeah. And making these kits, um, they they give out 150 a week. Wow. So they were like, make as many much as you can. And I was like, absolutely, I'm here for this. I can sit at home and put this together. And they were like, cool, here's the thing. Here's the training. Go do it. And I was like, okay, what do you mean go do it? And they were like, I was like, where's the stuff? Yeah. And they were like... Oh, you have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, the headline said make hygiene kits. I thought I was doing la manual labor based on capital goods that you would provide. Yeah. Turns out, not at all, bitch. Dr you're dreaming. They said, you need to go on Amazon or whatever else online shoppery you use. Yeah. And buy this shit and, you know, do it yourself. You need to give the money to Bezos in order to be able to give these <laughs> give <it> things. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm the conduit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, so that I don't give Bezos so much money, right. I dis I asked them, like, okay, this is so much shampoo, <laughs> so much body wash. So, like, do we need to buy each of these things? And, and they're all, like, the travel kit size. Because right. we can't be giving out, like, full... 12 ounces of whatever, right. you know? So um, they, I was like, do we have to buy all this stuff? Like, can I just buy shampoo in bulk and funnel it into my own bottles? And they were like, absolutely, you can do yeah. that. And I was like, there we go. So I decided to buy only the things I can't make from home, which is like, how do I make a deodorant? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's a hippy-dippy thing. Yeah, yeah. I, but I don't want to do that. No. So that kind of stuff I bought. Don't like do toothpaste. that to the unhoused. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> don't do that. He's like hippie. They got enough to deal with. No. But, no. Yeah. Don't give them none of that non-talc fucking yeah, like, smelly nonsense. Yeah. No. I'd rather be like smelling an unhoused individuals any day over someone who uses a fucking uh, hippie dippy. Hippie dippy. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh I I I rolled a rose quartz on my. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just like, it's like all this fucking natural deodorant. It's like nothing about a deodorant is natural. Like, what are you no. trying to? Whose wool no. are you trying to? Pull, yeah. I mean, like you know, pull over whose oh, eyes? Yeah. Like, I mean, whose 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 dreadlocks are you trying to pull this wool over? <laughs> and then you know, those dreads are white. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The only blonde white dreadlocks. Only no. white dreads are like this. Yeah, yeah, because black people with dreads, they know what they're doing. Yes, white people do not. They just let it mat up, and it's disgusting. And that's just not how you're supposed to do it. No. Anyway. Off topic, I decided to not do that to the unhoused. <laughs> but this was a nice way to like cut the middleman, cut a, a little bit of J Bezos out, right. buy in bulk from, I don't know, the Costco overlords. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's making money off of Costco it, is good. Costco is like- Costco's- Yeah. They, fa they treat wages. their people yeah, right, yeah. right? So yeah. I try to buy as much Costco. I'm actually going to go right, right after this podcast to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have a little, um, station of what is it? Like a little lab of, yeah. you know, funneling Assem an things. assembly line, assembly, assembly line. line. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. A uh, little factory to pump out these hygiene kits. Um, so if, uh, okay, this is just, uh, how I did it. If you guys know a better way to do it, please let me know because I'm clearly not efficient about this and I'm doing it by myself. And this, this, this organization, if you're in LA, I'm working with LA family housing, LAFH and -A what they do, FH, okay. FH.org. Uh -huh. And they're an amazing organization. How they started was, um, uh, somebody, uh, this organization bought a old motel, and okay. uh, called the Fiesta Motel, and they uh, transmuted it or whatever. What do you call that? Transformed it okay. in, into um, 
like temporary housing front house called bridge housing so they so they made each of the rooms into like a place where a homeless person could stay for a month what and during that month they take um courses and they like learn skills and uh they we help them like not we they help them like apply for jobs and blah blah so like it's like a rehabilitation type of thing as opposed to like oh you know like just a shelter where you're like well looks like you're homeless again bitch like (laughs) come eat some soup you know it's like one step above that where it's like okay we will temporarily house you but in order to get you on your feet like the point is to get you into society and you know whatever anyway so i just thought that was um super cool the mission statement so i i I, i'm starting that and i did it on i bought the stuff on amazon you know the tricky thing is these travel size things I wish they all came in the same thing, same count. Like everything comes in 36 or everything comes in 48, whatever. Right. But like they all come in different things. So I had to buy different amounts of each thing. And, sure. you know, it's a mess. So, but it's a, re- a, real, hot, it's a real hot dog, hot dog bun situation. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just too many of the thing. So I, um, so at the end of the day, I ended up, I, I'm going to spend about, Eh, 150 bucks okay uh how many kits for um at least 24 kits okay so you're spending about like yeah <laughs> you did i love how you set, sorry, fi- set up the math but did not complete yeah, the equation because I, I was like <laughs> 150 divided by 24 that's too that's too hard i can't do it it's not on it's, this it's like it's over six dollars <laughs> per yeah. kit which is very cheap actually because they quote LAFH quoted me $15 a kit wow yeah that would have been like over 300 bucks so if you I, I don't know if anyone's doing this out there but if you are doing it this might be a, a better way to go about it is to buy in bulk and do it yourself and don't pay the cost of whatever fucking per plus or yeah goddamn tresemme bottles or whatever the fuck because that's all baked in costs that they have to use for material costs so like get your own materials buy it in bulk there you go that's crazy so they were saying 15 dollars per kit yeah estimated like how much you would be as you would be estimating to spend and, and private kit. citizens are footing the bill to be able to provide all their private citizens with basic care during a pandemic. Yeah. It's fucking, uh, it's be- because the government doesn't work. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that is a gaping that, like, hole. People, it is. <laughs> and it's the gaping hole is taking advantage of my guilty conscience. So great. Everyone's winning. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's so much money. <clears throat> I mean, what, money. what's going into each is shampoo, body wash, hand sanitizer. Oh. Um, hand sanitizer, I'm not including that okay. because they now have like stations okay. under on in these like homeless camps. Um, but uh, a body wash, shampoo, um, toilet paper, okay. razor, uh, tampon, okay, um, uh, 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 lotion, okay, um, and what else? Oh, toothbrush, toothpaste. Okay. Okay. So it's a lot of things. Yeah. It's like basic hygiene stuff, like things that you just need to do every day. I was just looking up what inside of Chicago, this like something comparable to this. Um, There seems to be something with uh, something with Night Ministry, who I just recently saw. Love Night Ministry. Yeah, Night Ministry, and then um, Heartland Alliance, uh, if you guys know, and then but the rest of it, pretty much other people just doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Just like families deciding to just do this for themselves, by which yeah. by themselves I mean for others, <laughs> be of service to others and doing it by themselves yeah. and just going down there and passing the shit out, which is, yeah. I mean. And I, it's like heartbreaking, you know, like the fact that our government is not taking care of the least available people. And also at the same time, by the way, while we're talking about this, um, you know, an incredible thing is happening on Wall Street right now. If you guys don't know, um, if you haven't been like following this GameStop, no. um, Bonanza, no, GameStop slash etc. Yeah. So, 
What's happening right now is uh, Wall Street uh, for hedge funds mm-hmm. and like, you know, these fucking disgusting coke brained like well, Goldman Sachs motherfuckers yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like some of them are my best friends yeah and <laughs> and, I, and I want them to be even closer friends um, <laughs> but not you anyway know, yeah. these you know these are the arbiters of the apocalypse you right. know we talk about unfettered capitalism sure. like this is what we're talking about yeah but these fucks these are the horsemen yeah yeah <clears throat> these are the horsemen and these these guys um and you know short things a lot right like mm-hmm. basically betting for something to fail. To fail. Yeah. Which honestly to me should not be allowed. Because that's only but... my mom can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and she only has one stock and it's Unji Kim. <laughs> she short the shit out of that. <laughs> well, these guys shorted the shit out of GameStop. And, um, you know, because it's a retailer, first of all, and retail's right. doing horribly. Right. And, um, you know, the numbers were bad or whatever. And, you know, they've been putting up quarterly losses. So they're like, okay, this is going downhill. Let's all short the shit out of this stock. So they did. So these guys have billions um, tied into actually specifically $5.6 billion. Five dollars. Okay. In GameStop. Um, in the bet that GameStop will crash. Right. Because it was going down to like 18. It was like at a very at like it's historic low on its share price, which was like double like fifteen dollars or something. Yeah. Right. And um, so these guys are basically like setting the trends for GameStop to be sold because right. people are like, oh, they're shorting it. That's a key. That's a cue. Their earnings are bad. So let's start. Everybody starts selling, which means GameStop. Um, shares become op- open and available yes. and the price goes down. It's just like, you know, demand supply, right? So just the last few days, these um, people on Reddit, uh, uh, subreddit, um, Wall Street Wall bets. Street bets. Yeah. Yes. They started saying, yo, these fuckers yeah. are shorting GameStop. Let's all individually because hedge funds have billions of dollars to basically move markets, right. you know, but, and, you know, the top 1% of people are moving markets. So Wall Street Bets was like, hey, let's all get together. We all have Robinhood or TDM, like, what? Yeah. So I have Robinhood, like the stock trading app. And let's get into, and stock trading has gone up, like, in, since COVID hit because right. everyone's like, fuck this, do or die, let's go and play the market. <clears throat> Which yeah. is interesting because you would think it's the opposite, but it's not. No, it's the same dude that's playing uh, on his PS4 that like was switched from one monitor to the next. I yes, mean, it's, yes. it's the same. Yes. It's the same. But- he has like a scorpion chair yes, exactly. that he sits in, <laughs> and he has no mouse. Everything is like a sphere. sphere that he, yes. just- <laughs> he just rolls around. It's like I know this boy. It's like okay. grandma's boy. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, she- like his his grandma brings in cut fruit for him. And- yes, peel the grapes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, a lot of Koreans are this guy. I'm yes. Sure. But anyway, so on su- on that subreddit, people started talking about um, buying GameStop and uh, and more specifically buying the uh, like a option, a call option. Right. To buy it at a higher price. Yes. And thus, if you if you have a bunch of people saying I'm going to buy it at a higher price, then it moves the market up towards that price. Right. Because they, you know, you the sellers want to sell. So basically, long story short, <laughs> the they uh, the people from Reddit on their own as a community, yeah, pushed the stock back up, and now it has in the last three days had like triple digit increases. It is up through a digital uh, move. It is up 1,600% uh-huh. so far this month, okay, including Wednesday's climb of 120%, all right? Yeah. That's insane. Today. This, yeah. I'm, I'm reading about this now, and there's this one. So they decided collectively to move on the same day, and uh-huh. one of the comments on Wall Street Bets read, quote, put on your lift-off diapers. It's about to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I mean, I love that the Reddit movement is, has enabled the New York Times to have that shit in an article. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, what's incredible is that this is a moment of like truly, this is economic revolution. Yes. This is an economic like it's sign a of protest. Yes. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and they, we, none yeah. of these things, uh, none of this value, right? Because we always say this, right? Money is of no true value. It is only the value you assign to it. And right. especially inside of the stock market, these people have decided, like, none of these things are tethered to what are traditionally Reality. known as market factors. It is yes. just the movement of a bunch of people being like, I like this and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more the fuck you than it is they like GameStop, right? Yes. So GameStop almost has nothing to do with it. No. It's a platform upon which these... I don't know. Um, let's call them <laughs> uh, crypto warriors or whatever. Like I like that. I was gonna call them incel friendlies. <laughs> Incelfies. Crypto warrior is better. <laughs> whatever, right? These guys who are like saying, "Yo, fuck you! Why do you get to move the market? Yes, we can move the market." And turns out that they can. So these people, these hedge fund managers who invested in shorting five uh in in shorting uh gamestop collectively have lost five billion dollars yes <laughs> i mean he had to, one of these guys has to exit his position after he had built up a 2.75 bailout and then had to like and because of the short was had to leave like yeah. him specifically and um, another man named Mel, uh, Melvin, a, a company called Melvin Capital Melvin. Mm-hmm. were uh, were like the target on these message boards. And it's truly crazy that we're they're able to destabilize mm-hmm. the stock market like this the is New York a, Stock Exchange. This is a novel way of I mean, I don't know if we can call it terrorism. Right. But it's like an act of revolution. An act of what's I guess protest? same same depending on right. <laughs> what side you're on, <laughs> you know. Like uh, I'm sure the Treasury and Wall Street will call this, you know, digital terrorism. But right. is it? Why? Like it doesn't. Now that the brokerage thing has now changed from a few hands to many hands, now you're telling us that that's not how the market works. That's not true. Yeah. You, it's just not how it works for you. So this is a very exciting time to be alive. Um, it's a horrible time for those people who thought they were in charge of yeah. Wall Street or our economy. And this is something that we discuss a lot about. Like, what what does the what does Wall Street have to do with our economy? You know what I mean? It's so tied together because it's always like a litmus test to how we're doing. Right. But we're bailing these fuckers out anyway and printing money, devaluing our dollar. So what really is Wall Street except for a bunch of you playing craps? I mean, it has and much all less of us to, have to wait. I mean, it has way less to do with what our ec- economy actually is when they short right. it. When they are the right. ones taking advantage of, fail. yeah, they're you know when they're the ones manipulating and right. deciding, conferring a, a value to things based on what they want in order to get the largest payout in right. their to prescribed fuel their quarter. mega yachts. Yes, and and inside of what quarter they need this payout to occur, right? So if the Wall Street uh, actually allowed the market factors to play out the way that they're supposed to. Right. Then maybe it would have something to do with it. And then then the value assigned to it would make more sense. Right. It would be more tethered to reality. And not This is going to yeah. make Biden regulate Wall Street more. Hope this, to he God has, that thank happens. Thank you God. Because I mean now billionaires are going to want it to be regulated because they see that this the many can move the markets better than them. Or this is this is going to destabilize the US dollar and we're going to all rely on Bitcoin. Yeah. And like blockchain c- currency, you know, so like you, you in the 2021. Bit- are you in the Bitcoin game, Peter? <laughs> I am a little bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hedging my bets. I, you know? I, I like, know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I have to fucking I have to know like where, you know, you got to play it safe. I don't know any but- Korean boy that is not in Bitcoin. Oh, really? Yeah. My, I'm trying to get my brother into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, because 
so I know I sound like a fucking crazy Reddit person, and maybe I am, but the <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm on Reddit too, babe. Who aren't we? Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, who is it? But I have been um, investing a lot into this um, cryptocurrency slash um, blockchain system called Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And I think did I mention this already? No. Ethereum is a um, it's basically it's a very complicated thing, but it's basically this guy built what he hopes to be is the new Internet, which is basically run decentralized. Okay. So right now, how like you and I are talking. Right. We have to pay Spectrum or we have to pay uh, AT&T. Right. To get on the Internet. And then, you know, also like uh, Zoom. This is done through Zoom. right? Right. So you and I have to use this and Zoom keeps our data. When I send you a, G- a email from my Gmail, right. Google keeps that email. Like they they keep, and it's all because it's free, right? Mm-hmm. Because internet is quote free, we pay for our data, we pay for our information. Decentralizing thing me- means that you don't have to go through a central source or authority to get the thing done. For example, finance, right? Like if you want to pay me um, for, I don't know, uh, like a tarot reading that I did, mm-hmm. right? You would have to go through Venmo, which is owned by PayPal. Right. And they have to get the processing fee for your value or your credits to be transferred to my credits, right? But if you're using crypto, it's decentralized. So I could send you three coins of whatever without having to go through a corporation that processes it for me. Right. So it's like decorporatizing everything. So returning returning the internet to the idea of it. As a digital yes. utopia to its roots. Yes. It's yes. very similar to actually, when I heard about this, I was like, holy shit, this is Pied Piper. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause, because Pied Piper, like if you guys, none of you guys have watched Silicon Valley, Valley. The, the, the central f- company and the central idea is about this type of internet, which Mike Judge, as an early co- computer guy, like early, all those like if you guys have ever watched the movie Hackers, and if you haven't, you should just w- go to the place oh where you see God. Angelina Jolie jump into a pool. Very important to me. Uh, <laughs> very good movie. Very bad hair. Yeah, I, I love all of it. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller, like good God. But oh, yeah. um, I think like that sort of that kind of cyberpunk internet is this yeah. is what this is. The idea that exactly. no one no one owns the internet. The internet right. is not about being monetized. It is only about no. the transfer of information and the freedom that comes from that, right? Being able to connect right. with people. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, obviously as it becomes, you know, immediately as fucking Al Gore turned the key to the fucking internet, it became... <laughs> everybody in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it became e-commerce immediately. Yes. Immediately. So once it becomes commercialized, people are greedy, yeah. right? Institutions are greedy. Governments are greedy. Everyone's trying to get control over the thing. Right. Because you can't buy and sell without me knowing. Mm-hmm. I'm the government or I'm whatever. You yeah. Know, this is a, di- it's a digital highway. I need There need to be toll booths. Hello? Tax yeah. collecting. Yeah. Right? So we're trying to be like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we, you know, fucking... The denizens, uh, the denizens yes. of the world. Yeah, yeah. Blockchain. The yeah. whole idea of blockchain is that it's run on multiple computers and through multiple computers processing that it's pinged back and forth. So there's no centralized processing of the thing. Right. So, yeah, it's it, it is the future. There's no avoiding it because we realize that that's a better way to do things and a more secure way to do things. And we've been seeing hacks nonstop. Our government got hacked. <sighs> And they will not tell us the extent to which it occurred. Hello? (laughs) We deserve to know. Like, should I I change my pass? I mean, I changed all my passwords. Girl, I just got hacked the other day. My Hulu, someone was on my Hulu, so I had to change my password. I I get like a notice that like my my emails on the dark web all the time from Capital One. It's like crazy. Yeah, it's just happening all the time around us. And I'm like, something's got to stop. But anyway, so uh, uh, that all leads me to why I'm investing into crypto and Ethereum. And these Ethereum is basically in the tech world or the crypto world, the new where everyone's using that system now. You know, like there's new like and DeFi is becoming huge, which is decentralized financing. Yes. 
And that's like the big reason that Janet Yellen, the new Treasury mm-hmm. Secretary, um, is going after crypto and saying we need to we need to take this down. There's too much quote crimes happening, which I'm sure there are. Yes, it's fucking mankind. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure there is a lot of crime. I mean, that's yeah. not where a lot of that <clears throat> stuff's happening. Like right. a lot of Black transfer market. of funds and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. A lot but, of yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's the same in a, in any sort of universe, in any sort of. I don't right. know if proportionally is more or greater, right. greater or less, but you know right. that's impossible to determine. But it's like anything that is beyond the purview of the government, right? I, this how about is this? Like true. This is a true way to f- globalize citizenship, right? You know what I mean? Like, imagine there was a completely decentralized way to talk to each other, and not through North Korea's government, and I could talk to someone in North Korea. You know Ooh, what I mean? That kind of. I mean. Can, What's crazy? Think about to me, mass revolutions. The thing that's crazy to me is that the government needs to regulate this, but the cannot, Zoom call, the Zoom call, the uh-huh. the fact that you know some some guy needs uh is trying to make you know sixteen extra bits on his coin. They need to get in that business, but they don't want to get in the business of paying fifteen dollars a bag to give hygiene to their Hello. citizens. Exactly. Like. <laughs> What, what who, kind of fucking shibaisekis yeah. are we dealing with? Where, who, to whom are do, to whom are you beholden, sir? To whom are you of being of service? Like to who right. are we trying to help here? And who are, and whose taxes who, are we trying? Whose taxes are you collecting? First of all, why can't we give? Why How do you we, exist? Why cannot we, we? Why can't we just have? Why can't we guarantee every house <laughs> unhoused person some fucking toothpaste? A box of tampons. Right. Like, I mean, just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what the, Some what the fuck? bitch. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I feel I like that has, that has, that conversation, that conversation is not happening enough behind closed no. doors in DC. The what and are we doing? that's why people didn't like Biden for this presidency yeah. on our side. Right. Is because he's not the guy to have those conversations. He's the guy to be, you know, three notches better than Trump. Yeah. So that the balance of oligarchy or capitalistic democracy yeah. exists. You know, and I'm sorry if some people out here are like, "Oh, you fucking communist." Okay, comfort me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you think this is? You think like we all live on this earth and don't have an accountability to each and every other person? Yeah, that's insane to me. Yeah. Do you know I I got hailed on in L.A. <laughs> Stop it. We have to be accountable. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. You know, that's I was, why. Anyway, this goes back. Oh I don't want to cut you off, but like, let me just finish my thought here. Is that's why I'm doing this hygiene kit thing? Yeah. Because the people we pay via our taxes don't want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to do it. It costs me money. I have to do it, and also I want to, but I ha- I have to do it because if I don't do it. Then no one will do it. Yeah. But if I do it, then someone might also do it. Yeah. And that's it. And that sucks that it's the onus is on us, but it, the onus is on us. <laughs> like, this is like the spirit of the DeFi, the spirit of the fucking Redditors. The onus is on us. We can't keep like being like, well, the system's not doing it for us. Like, we got to do it ourselves. We got to take control. I mean, that's, I would say, arguably, the what has been at the center of um, um, societies always is a sense of accountability mm-hmm. to your fellow man, right. right? That like that somehow we've lost touch with for some bizarre reason. <laughs> like I mean, but the thing about it is, I the part that baffles they told us me, what could be richer than that person. But, but the thing about it is, the destabilizing force of that is that when you take away, when you have so much more than the person next to you, that person will resent you. You will no longer be neighbors. You will become their enemy. 
right? And right. even though you have no actual relationship with them, you become their enemy just by virtue of the fact that you have so much more and are not sharing. Right. And that's a destabilizing yeah. force when there's acrimony yes. now between your citizens. Yes. That's what leads yes. to crime. That's what leads yes. to, you know, like uh, these partisan divisions yes. <laughs> that uh, we've described. And that's becomes, yeah. this, it becomes a part of this almost untenable by um, untenable like partisan divide that occurs now, this philosophical divide that now occurs between us and our fellow citizens. Like there's yeah. no there's no reaching each other now. But, yeah. if, but if you reached out and you gave each other food, if you were kinder to each, you know, we if we all came together and were more accountable. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to say, I forgot about uh, accountable. I bought this uh, fancy bacon. I bought fancy <laughs> bacon. It's like a whole, it's like a family farm uh, bacon. It was called like Newskis or something. I love a fancy bacon. It was a thick uh, cut bacon. And it's bit. from Give a me family bacon farm. And a brick. Yes, and it's family uh-huh. farm. And on the back of it, it said, uh-huh. "Let me. If you don't like it, contact Tanya." And it had Tanya's <laughs> name on it. It's like Tanya and Newski, like whatever, Tanya Newski at gmail.fucking.com on this piece of, and it's like this, I was like, this bitch wants to be held accountable for her bacon. Yes. Yes. I I love it. That's the level of accountability we want our government to have, that this bitch had with her family bacon. Yes. We want Tanya attitude. Yes. All right. You can be a Tanya. I just, I remember being, I was like I was astounded. I was like, this this bitch wants to stand stand with her product. I like th- this is what I'm looking. This I love is, that 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 base. That's the base level I'm expecting from my government. That's the base. That's level. that. You know what? That that's so true. And this is that, that's the thing behind Etsy too. And that's yeah. why I love Etsy because every time on Etsy, bitch, the minute I message someone on Etsy. I haven't even closed the dialogue box yet. And they're like, I- I'm working on it right now. I'll get back to you in three three hours. I'm like, all right, bitch, damn. Put your kids down, girl. Just, I, I understand this. You don't need to be working this hard. I don't need these mittens. Yeah. <laughs> I want them, but I, like, feed, yeah. your, feed your baby. Yeah. I'm sorry that this pump. gig, I'm sorry the gig economy is the way that it is. And I, We've treated, learned to treat our craftspeople this way. But yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they. Every person I have worked with, worked with. I have purchased from. No, worked with. <laughs> <laughs> it's not commerce. It's a collaboration. All right. Every Etsy these people are I- artisans, and I am a patron. <laughs> You've partnered with all these Etsy sellers. Yes. Yes. Artisanal craftsmen have reached out and helped me with my particular home goods issues. And I thank them for it. And I always leave a review. And these people live and die by their reviews. Yeah. It's like original Yelp. Remember yes. how like influential Yelp was when oh. it first came out? And you, we lived and died by Yelp. I was like, if there was a two star on Yelp mm-hmm. in 2008, mm-hmm. bitch, I was not eating there ever. I don't yes. care how good the tacos look. It's true. It's true. But now Etsy has become that place. I'm starting to see like kind of company-ish, mid-sized company-ish kind of stuff happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've been fooled you- by an Etsy thing. I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's why I never click on ads, Etsy ads. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me find you organically because mm-hmm. if I found you by an ad, I mean, I'm sure there are like individuals out there who need to rely on ads. Yeah. But, you know, they be tricking you, you know, because there's this whole movement towards paying more for better goods. Yes. You know, and I get tricked easily. I do. I get tricked all the time. I click on all the ads. <laughs> Bitch, why do I, why was I on Etsy last night till 1.30 in the morning looking up Korean porcelain moon jars? <laughs> Celadon tea sets. I'm like, what is my life? <laughs> 
Yeah, so you're just yeah. going from like whatever you get in the foyer of the H bar. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> cracked earthenware, brushed tea, matcha tea green. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, that's like that stuff you can get. I know, I know. But that's why I did it because I was looking at it and I was like, what am I doing? I could go to K-Town. K-Town's 16 minutes away. Yes. But there's something about because because some of these, you know, like um, that Korean tarot that we talked yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, this isn't an ad for it, but um, you bought it, right? Mm-hmm. Unji and I both bought it. It's called Gungon Bisa and it's Korean tarot cards. Um, it's not actually tarot. It's oracle cards. Which is just a different like organization of stuff, but um, I got that from Korea, and I remember I was telling Unji, I was like, "Hey, this booklet's all in Korean." Yeah. So I, I was scared. I, my Korean's okay, but yeah. like, I don't know if I could do this whole Mine's thing. Mine's that and, like, good enough. I was like shocked at how well you were able to read it. I, you know, I I've grown up reading Korean books and like Manachek and stuff like that. So like, I have like a good thing of Korean, but it was not enough, and I reached out and you told me reach out to yeah. the Etsy person yeah because what you saw reviews in the, in the reviews saying yeah the that people, they needed translations because they were like oh you know and and someone was like oh I just reached out to them and they immediately responded and I was like Peter email right so I emailed and truly like not a second after I hit send <laughs> a new email popped up saying here's a PDF so <laughs> So now I have a PDF in English, which is, I would say, 97 to 98% translated, like, right? Yeah. You know, there are some things that I have to drag them for because I, it's a lovely drag, but like um, finance and fiance, <laughs> they get confused. <laughs> and like when you're doing fucking tarot readings, like those things can really change <laughs> me. You know, like that could be a lot. What do you mean finance? What do you mean fiance? <laughs> My fiancés are not doing well this summer. <laughs> I mean, it's like, these are gorgeous cards, by the way. It's an Etsy. Gorgeous. It's an Etsy um, seller called uh, Prime Muse, mm-hmm. and uh, they just sell tarot decks. The other one is tarot a Hato. <gasps> the Hato deck I want yeah. to get. To. I think I'm gonna get it too. Honestly, if I get like a new gig or something. Hato like is yeah. Wow. I mean, I've like I play. I have like would love to play Hato. <gasps> Me too. Should we play online hato? Can Go you? Stop? Yeah, of okay. course. We should play. But yeah, this what, what if we? Yeah. What if we start hosting like online gusto? That's <laughs> <laughs> like a new Ajumba thing. Yeah. Let <laughs> us know we should if re- you would do it. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. We'll do it. <laughs> I used to play Costa with my family all the time. That's what I'm we saying. would get heated because yeah. we would get we would play with quarters. Oh. So like it got high. Like yeah. we would be. I would be in like $150 in quarters. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. My I family mean, gambles hard. This is like the thing that's so classically like playing a, the fact that this game that you're supposed to relax to requires you to slap cards down <laughs> with such ferocity. <laughs> it's so much Han. It's so much Han. The fact that yeah. this is a game that you play with your family and friends to relax and instead it always winds up with people yelling to bond but yeah yes it always ends with people yelling you're slapping cars and even the sound of hot like the two of them slapping together it's so aggressive yes it's just yeah. that sound is oh my god seared into my mind from childhood but like yeah this like i mean it sounds like it sounds like the, it sounds like a, a like parent too hard a plastic child. yes a parent yes, yes that's exactly it's like it. literally the sound of a parent hitting a child <laughs> Across a cheek. Yes, that's the yeah, same. Yeah, a style. slap across. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that even they don't have this- to do that. They don't have to. They they found that they could do that. Yes, and I think it started. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not even- sure if the makers were like, okay, this is gonna fucking slap. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that there it seems to be a movement larger. Like we've kind of talked about it on the show before, but there's several. There is a movement inside of Korean culture, not just here, but in Korea mm. itself, about this like going back to like uh, what is it? Is it like mudang or whatever? Like the like sort of like mm-hmm. original the shamans. Mag- yeah, like the like the original magic, the original folkloric, uh-huh. um, like fables, allegories, like that connection to 
an older type of um, magic. I think source. Something. Source, yeah, yeah, like a spirituality, and yes. um, you know, after being colonized and like having Christianity be such a large part of Korean life, I feel like this movement towards being what is at the core and the most essential Koreanness is a, like a larger yeah. movement, and I think that you know, you're getting that because you know there's a lot of meaninglessness. Yes. Yeah, we're looking for we're looking for something to hold on to, to tether us to each other, to the collective consciousness. <laughs> and something better than but what's we, being provided. Speaking of which, you know, we have a friend of the pod, um, Shaman Mudang, Shaman.Mudang yes. on Instagram. Amazing. <clears throat> we love her. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, I just casually follow them. I don't like you know, interact or anything yeah. because there's like a professional distance you want to keep, you right. know, but I was getting a tarot reading the other day from another friend of the show, Sam O. Mm-hmm. If you came to our, um, LA, LA show, show yeah. um, he, he was opening for us. Um, he, uh, is a little witchy tarot bitch too. And he, <laughs> he was like, I've been doing it for two years and to- uh, turned me onto another Korean, a uh, tarot card designer. Oh. Slash reader. Okay. Um, oh, God. What is his name now? Noam Choi, okay. I want to say. Anyway, so he was like, I use his cards, and he showed me it's beautiful cards. I think I'm going to get the deck of that, too. And he, he was like, do you want a reading? And I was like, yes. And he gave me a Celtic Cross reading, and it was spot on. Like, absolutely spot on. And I... I, I I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Like he's, he was really good, but he told me that he's like, cause you know, every, everyone is intuitive their own way. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's good to like go to other, other intuitives or other friends who are into us to reflect back to you what you keep blocking or whatever. Right. So he was like, yeah, you know, I actually uh, reached out to Shaman Mudang. Oh my God. To get a reading. And uh, yeah, and he was telling me all about it. Obviously, I won't talk about his reading because yeah. that's that's his stuff. But he was very, very uh, like excited and intrigued and impressed. And yeah, so maybe I'll cross that professional personal barrier and reach out. Yeah, I mean, I I'm always <laughs> I I'm always very like she, she feels very like special, and I'm like I don't yeah, exactly. want to <laughs> like disturb her. Like yeah, that's yeah. always my impression. I was just like. I don't want to trouble her with my bullshit. She's got other things going on. Like, I'm not worthy of whatever wisdom she might bestow because I'm going to ask something stupid. And she's be like, God, (laughs) you know, I mean, my mom, uh, you know, it's not we shouldn't like equate Chomjengi to Budang. But like my mom goes to Chomjengi all the time. My mom, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like uh, that's kind of like our version of that. Like, yeah. When I talk about like Tarot and spirituality, like that's what they're doing. They're going to their quote astrologer or I Ching manager, where the fuck yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, call yeah. it, the bone thrower. Like they're every it's, every fucking culture has an oracle. Yeah, I mean, whatever yeah. your connection to the larger world, the stars, whether there's a right. celestial sort of, of celestial origin, mm-hmm. Earth origin, whatever. Right. And I yeah. think um, you know, uh, specifically in Asia the connection mm-hmm. to that is different because it persists because whatever yes. stranglehold Christianity tried to put on us, <laughs> we're unwilling to give up these like more magical, like source yeah. things, you know, we're like, yeah. yeah, we'll go to church, but we're still going to go to it. Astro- like it's just, and like we've a- had much more data than y'all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and our data sets are complete. We don't have <laughs> gaps like you guys. Cause yes. you keep burning each other's libraries down. Right. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, you know, like, isn't the that crazy? Ages? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like they should have like hundreds of years or like nothing happened. I mean, just like what the That's fuck? That's like true crime against human- humanity is the deletion of intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Alexandria or, burning. I mean, I can't believe we're talking about it like it happened yesterday, <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening today. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, you know what? We we were going to get into topics and stuff, but we got into some other natural topics. So I think we're just going to go take a break and we'll come back for Kick-Ass Koreans.
we are back with Kick-Ass Koreans. Yeah. All right, who do you got? Okay. This is, a, it's like a duo. It's a mother-daughter situation. So okay. there was just recently announced the latest, um, uh, what is the word here? Um, what the fuck? Newberry Award winner um, for in uh, for children's literature is a Korean American writer. What? Um, yes, it's uh, the Newberry. Uh, her name is Tae Keller. She's uh-huh. a biracial woman. Who, uh-huh. This book is called When You Trap the Tiger, and uh-huh. it's like a magical realism thing that is like. <gasps> Um, basically brings oh, like old Korean folklore Ooh. through life. So like, Ooh. you know, um, the picture She's of She's 27 and she won a Newberry? Oh my God. Yes. This bitch is... This, killing it. Killing it. And so um, it's like also the hundredth book that has received the medal. What? Yes. Oh my God. That's such a, a fortuitous number. You better believe it. That's right. And, Pick um, jump. And yeah, and it's and it's a it's like a big book. It's like a YA book, and she it's like it's basically a compilation of like Korean folklore. And if like oh. I don't know if you guys did you ever have those books that had like those long skinny books that were in Korean of all the folklore? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a collection of all the folklore. They were like a pale blue. They're very uh, thin, and uh. they had like the glossy pages. Half of one side was in Korean, the other side was in English. I can't tell if this is a I, I do have an image of it, but yeah. I can't tell if it's a memory of my books or my rich cousin's books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they were expensive, but it was like all like stuff. You know, the stories about like the tiger chasing his tail and like mm-hmm. the man with like the goiter. Like it's all these like f- Korean folklore stuff that like for me growing up. Like I and with the goiter. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, 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 I guess I don't remember a lot of them. I remember like the uh, the. Is a bunny in the moon? Yes, that is one. It's like a similar thing? Yes. I don't yeah, okay. know. It's um, not the moon, but yes, there is several with uh, uh, bunnies. And uh, then um, like that, uh, that the bunny is like clever and stuff. And so like mm-hmm. it's it's so funny because all these lessons also are like really like they're not and they're nothing like fairy tales. These are straight up folklore. Like you need to learn to pay attention to your mom. Like all the lessons are better be good to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> like it's don't propaganda. be don't, don't be prideful and listen to your parents. And like, um, but it's, it's patriarchal p- propaganda. Yes, you better believe it. Like filial piety, get with yes. it. Um, <laughs> but like, um, filial piety. Oh my god. I feel so stupid. <laughs> literally been writing like nonstop. <laughs> I guarantee you I never use the word philia piety. <laughs> <laughs> but um but this like story just seems really like I mean the sort of things that like I gravitated to instead of um Korean folklore. If you guys um if any of you guys are parents or even if you just like really short stories there, I mean, Korean folklores are folklore stories are just like really um, vivid, fun, and like there's sure. always uh, it's like it, it is the source of why so much of our psyche, mm-hmm. you know, like the the pride, the boastful, like, the yeah, like the way that you <laughs> yeah. see these characters is all to a certain extent parts of our own cultural psyche. And that's the reason why there's literally stories to address it. Like there's, you know, like the rage, the boastfulness, this, all these things are all inside of this folklore. So um, I wanted to shout her out, Taya Keller. And what's crazy is she is the daughter of uh, Nora Okja Keller, who wrote um, a really, uh, a a book of fiction called Comfort Woman and another Mm. book called Fox Girls. And it's also like these... I was, they won like the American Book Award. Like she's uh, the wow. push cart. Like she's also wow. a notable. What the hell? Yeah, she's also a notable uh, author. I was looking at these books and I was like, oh, why the fuck did not, why have we never talked about these? Um, as you know, two people who were like. Crazy. Yes. Mother-daughter combo? Yes. Wow. 
Wow. Um, she would. They lived in. She went to Hawaii, but she was. Um, she became married to it. I believe a German man, and they lived mm-hmm. in Korea. Uh, Te Keller was born in Korea and then moved to the states when she was three. So, wow. I mean, just like this is like a very fancy family that is incredibly mm-hmm. artistic. Just so I just wanted to shout that out. And, Hell and yeah. read all these Shout books. out to Tay Keller. Read yeah. all those books. If you have a child, get those books. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you can find her on Twitter at Tay Keller. T-A-E-K-E-L-L-E-R. My kick-ass Korean this week is, uh, of course, you knew I was going to go for him. I, you I, knew I, it. I knew it. <laughs> our little sec- our security detail daddy, David Cho. Uh, if you don't know David Cho, he is the, ce- he is the head of... Joe Biden's Secret Service detail. Oh, you saw him at the inauguration. Yes, looking serious as fuck. I just okay. Kept, my my <laughs> text thread with my girlfriends in high school was yeah. going off about this Asian guy. We're just like, what is uh, he doing here? What role is he in the administration? He looks like he might be secu- social uh, social security. Social uh, security. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Service. He's here for his social security <laughs> check. <laughs> He's 65 and he's, he's ready to line. retire. He looks amazing, of course. Yes, yeah, he looks 41. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's interesting because he was in, uh, I think he was in uh, Trump's security detail as well, but like lower, right? Right. So David Cho, he's the first ever Asian American head of the President's Secret Service detail. That is crazy. First ever. Yes. First ever, ever, ever Asian American. That's huge. That's huge. Okay. He's protecting the most important quotes world in the quote free world, end quote. Right? <laughs> There's a, a lot, lot of quotes, quotes around. Yeah. That's a lot of quotes. <laughs> we don't know what's real. Um, <laughs> but he is described, <laughs> described by his peers slash his people before him as quote a perfectionist supervisor <laughs> which is very korean yes <laughs> uh david cho took over the head of biden's security details after agents were removed uh for the fear that they were uh they had loyalty exclusively to trump that is thir- okay? that that's to me that's like cult of personality fucking mm-hmm. third reich shit loyalty uh-huh. To Trump? To Trump. Bitch, it's the loyalty to the office and government, to your nation. Exactly. Exactly. So it is, um, it's sobering that this had to happen, but it did happen. Um, But he's an exceptional guy, and I'm excited that he's in the position he is. He's making history, this Korean dude. In 2019, Cho received the Exceptional Service Medal from the Secretary of Homeland Security. Uh, It received an honor for, quote, tireless and direct participation in high-level negotiations with leaders of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, DPRK. Wow. He was out there doing some work. With Kim Jong-un's people. You know I love some spy shit. You know, you know I love I mean? some spy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's planning all the security details for president's visits to that country. So he got an award for that. And uh, something else called the Presidential Protective Division at the White House. Uh, he's leading that. So he's a leader. He's a clear leader. He's yeah. a guy who has his shit together. He's a, like a general, if you will, in that type of sense uh, of being the guy who's just like calling the shots. Uh, and uh, but this is also a crazy thing. Like, okay, so apparently during the inauguration, people were watching and people on the left, like celebrities and stuff, were praising him like, oh my God, David Cho, a Korean guy. And the, you know, people were like, David Cho for Joe Biden because, you know, Cho is Je- yeah, Cho in Korean. Yeah. And uh, people on the far right were apparently um, spreading rumors that David Cho was, quote, a Chinese handler (laughs) (laughs) due to, obviously, racism. (laughs) They were like, who is this this guy sitting behind Biden? He must be a Chinese handler. (laughs) Oh, he can't be, first of all, a Korean head of security. No, no, no. That can't be it. You think Korean Asian men are so whack that this guy has to be a spy and this has to be a conspiracy. He is a spy, but he works for us. For the other. Yeah. You fucking idiots. 
Also, I love that he called, he pronounces his name Joel. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he does or if people were calling out the fact that Koreans do. Okay. Oh, I in, in Korean, when you when you like say it, his you know whatever in Korean. I see. I see. I see. Uh, people are like calling it out. Anyway, so it was. Uh, that's my kick-ass Korean. I see him a lot now because <laughs> Joe Biden's. Whenever Joe Biden's around, he's around. So uh, I mean, cool to see uh, a Korean person on that national fucking stage yeah. of this country. Like, come on, this is the guy who's protecting the president. I mean, also like being with the sea, Asian Americans. In different contexts, that is not yes. Like I mean, for I mean, this is a huge thing for us. You know, now we can place. Now I might, maybe not me, but another (laughs) Korean. Maybe I might, yeah, (laughs) yeah, be be called into play, Secret Service number one. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like that's huge because it's now it's been established that it can be a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I had never seen an Asian police officer until i went to san jose wow that was when i went to california it was the first time i ever saw an asian police officer and then you know again with the george floyd thing but like (laughs) that was that was heartbreaking (laughs) that was heartbreaking but i'm just saying that was the first time when i went to california was the first time i saw an asian police officer i was like holy shit yeah didn't know that we could be like that a new world yeah <laughs> like didn't know that this was expanding like expanding horizons yeah because it's just like there's that that sort of plurality doesn't exist and now that just seeing more right you know like the chinese handler thing aside it's just like yeah it's just you're getting used to this like these fucking faces just get used yeah. to it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that and there is a part of me that really loves these people who cannot deal with that face being there so yeah. they have to go to conspiracy you know what i mean they're like i can't believe this it has to be a chinese handler. right i mean like what's crazy is that no one looked around trump's like all white you know like security detail and didn't think one time one of these might be a russian spy right, right. like which is right. much more likely yes Given the data, for yes. sure. They beat Hacken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. Thanks for bearing with us once again. <laughs> this was really fun. And the much needed break, honestly, from the writing. So I'm yeah. very happy to be doing this. So thank you, guys. <laughs> I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.